Hello everyone and welcome back. It's episode 9 and wow, what a weekend of amateur footy. The heavens opened up again and we were graced with wet and wild conditions, but that certainly didn't stop us from seeing some fantastic results across all grades. On today's episode, Cal will fill us in on the two goal of the year candidates that he supposedly kicked, how the ladders are shaping up, and of course, questions from our loyal listeners. If you haven't yet, make sure you check out the 100-year footies that are on sale on the Perth Footy League website. So sit back, relax. This is the Perth Footy Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. It's episode nine of the Perth Footy Podcast. That's right. Nine weeks you've been listening to Cal and myself talk absolute shit for (laughs) 30 plus minutes. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, that is completely up to you. Cal Wally, welcome back. Uh, it's good to be back, Jake. You know, we do toe the line as far as what's quality content and what's probably not so quality, but nonetheless, we're here every week, and I can't believe we've got to episode nine. We've got to episode nine again. We say it every week, still haven't been pulled. We're, we're waiting for that tap on the shoulder, but we'll keep going in the meantime. Cal, again, the forecast was shocking, um, but in, I think, both our games, we it, had uh, relatively dry weather. Depends what time you're playing on Saturday, Jake. I know I love to mention my 10Bs. That morning, it was about 9 o'clock we played, and I can't, can't remember it raining that heavily in ages. Young Squeaker ran through the puddle like he was going swimming in the ocean. Um, but then by the time it got to 2.30 on the Saturday Arbor, it was orchid weather, Jake. It was, it was beautiful. Not a lot of breeze. It was maybe a little bit damp underfoot, but not really, and, and the conditions were actually... Quite good for footy. So it depends which time you play. You know, I know there was some certain women's games in the morning that really copped the, the raw end of the stick, but, you know, that's why we love football. Well, if you're playing probably before 12-ish, you would be would have caught the brunt it. of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I certainly was pretty happy tucked away in bed with a coffee watching, you know, the NBA playoffs and, and whatnot. So I was, I was loving life um, at that point. Um, and I, I'm not going to lie, watching the twos beforehand... It was wet, and I was like, "Here we go." You know, we both love the wet weather, Cal. Um, <laughs> as the, the viewers would know, uh, listeners would know. Um, but I honestly reckon for the two and a half hours that the game lasted, or, or however long it goes for, probably best conditions of the year. Yeah, there was, was no good. breeze, yeah. perfect condition, uh, perfect temperature, and the ground at, um, up at Kingsway Reserve, especially, was. Dry underfoot was perfect. A lot of the decks across the areas I've been driving past, they're actually in pretty good nick for this time of year, which is good, even after a couple of consecutive wet weather games. So hopefully that holds up for all the suburban grounds out there. Um, Cal, I know you want me to bring this up. Yeah, go for it. You've already sent me the videos (laughs) of your two goals. Um, So obviously the listeners are going to have to see them, but you sent me them pretty quickly and... Um, well, not prompted, Jake. But it's, it's always important to know we've we've this we've this rapport now. We have this bond. This is what we do. You know, the Perth Footy Podcast. We share each other's good achievements and everything. And I managed to managed to sneak forward and kick a couple on the weekend that I was pretty proud. Sneak of. forward, cow. You play for. Yeah, sorry. I play, no, but no, but see, this is what this is what I need you to distinguish, Jake. There's sneaking forward from my perspective, where a player's a natural small forward, and then there's playing forward as the half forward high hit up, where it's a graveyard, and that's where you go to die. So this week I managed to sneak forward, kick a couple of goals, kept us in it. But unfortunately, we just couldn't go get away with the chockies, Mark. But geez, you did love them. The celebration was good. Well, that's what I, I'm. You know, you know, I've worked out who my favourite current AFL player is, Jake. Riley Collier Dawkins. No, it's not. It's it's Tom Papley. You, have you seen him kick a goal? He likes the, the snack. And the way he reacts afterwards. Mm. Yes. Look, mate. When you're 31, you don't have a lot of footy left. 
you've you got to make the most of those chances. When you make the most of them, they go through. You've got to try and generate the energy. And I like to think that's what I try and do for the boys. There's a couple of times there it looked like, and you would have seen the footage, it looked like Shane Warne taking his 600th test wicket at the, at the G. Like, no one could catch me. Couldn't. Yeah, that, that was true. I'll give you that. But fortunately, the, the two goals couldn't get your mob over the no, line. No, mate, and... We, we mentioned this across the board last week. Trinity Aquinas, four senior sides were taking on North Beach, who were all undefeated, and they're still undefeated, mate. We, we just couldn't get the job done. Um, you know, they're well-drilled, and unfortunately, we're just better for longer. And, um, you know, well, well, we had our moments. We just we just couldn't we couldn't match them in the end. Tough place to win out there, Charles Riley. It is tough. There was a, there was a lot of love. I'm, I'm amazed at how many people from North Beach listen to the podcast, Jay. Here, let's just leave it at that, mate. There was uh, a lot of feedback, not always positive, but, you know, it's, it's good to see that we are really branching into different suburbs around Perth, Jay. And when you cop in that feedback on, on game day, it's even better, mate. Oh, God. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I had it bad the other week, but uh, <laughs> nah. this could be our last episode. Yeah, no, it's all right, mate. At least, you know, what's the old adage about... Even bad press is, is good press. There's no such thing as bad press or whatever that is. Well, we're getting some good feedback, which is great. I'm sure they'll fuel in the fire, Cal. Yeah, yeah. well, Jakey, yeah, it was, it was interesting. You know, our, our Colties were the only team that got up on the day, which is just goes to show the powerhouse that is North Beach, which I know you boys have in a couple of weeks' time after the bye. Yeah, we, we got them first, first up after and the bye. after your massive win on the weekend against Kingsway, mate, talk us through it, because you did say it was, a, it was a game for the ages. Well, we had mental demons there from the horrible showing um, probably round three in 2020. Yeah. Uh, we got belted by about 10 goals. So yeah, wow. um, we went out there this week and... Um, we, we like the, the open spaces um, of Kingsway Reserve. It's such a great ground, great yeah, place to watch for. I love going out yeah, to Kingsway. Um, 66 Moose was running water oh, on Moose 66. How is the Moose? He, he's a good man. He, he gave me a little man. nod and uh, he's such a good bloke. I really <laughs> like him. Uh, but yeah, we it was a bit of a rock fight throughout the whole day. It was within a couple of goals for, for the most of it. And... Uh, yeah, we, we at the end we kicked I think the last couple of goals of the game to get in front. They kicked one to be within four or five points, and then it was a pretty tense last one or two minutes. But um, yeah, we we ran out winners by I think bang on a goal or five points and. Super happy. Yeah, the boys are up and about. Because I think you dropped two early. Yeah, well, one and two. So yeah, we've so, uh, now you've, gone four of the truck yeah, now. So. Yeah, so that's that's massive, get leading into a buy. Now, I know you said not to bring it up, but to all our listeners out there, look, if, if you can send in your in your support, your love and support, because my great mate Jake here, you know, he is... He has tweaked a little thing in his knee, and I could, I could. He told me not to mention it, but I think we need to get around him as much as we could because he does a lot for the Uni Football Club. He's been playing some sensational footy. He's got a little, little knee issue, don't you, Jakey? So we want to get around him. We're going to throw our arms around him because we love you, mate. Um, we know it's not ideal time. It's never an ideal time to get injured. But uh, to all our listeners out there, if you can send in your support for for our great mate Jake Colvin because he's got the, he's got the big knee brace on, and and mate, I know it's not. You're you're a better man than I, because I know if it was me, I'd be you know throwing the toys out of the cot. But uh, mate, keep that head up, and hopefully you can you can get back to join the boys as quickly as possible. Yeah, let's let's hope so. Thanks, cows, very nice. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I hopefully can get back on the track. We'll wait and see. Uh, I'll probably go over to Germany and get some yeah yeah get, moose, get some, some moose blood get yeah. some moose blood in there. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, wait and see. It's old man's injury. Uh, you'll be back, mate. We'll get you back as soon as possible. Exactly right. And look, enough about us, cow. Get we'll get to it. the scores, some ripper results, and I can't wait to hit you up with something right after this break. Where's Wiley? Where's Wiley? Did you sell? 
All right, Cal, we're back after that very short break. And usually you obviously open up Where's Wally and you go through the results. But well, it is my segment. It is your segment, and rightfully so. You've been doing a great job. But I can't let this be saved till the end. This has to be addressed right now. Okay. So obviously you're a huge Bass and Dane fan. I am. You're, you're a Basso I, boy I, I through and through. That, I thought this might be coming. I was going to try and gloss over it this week. I had to do a little bit of research as well because I like looking at the results from um, a lot of grades as well, just to see who, you know who's playing well and and who's um, you know kicking goals, etc. But Swan Athletic, yep, eleven three sixty nine defeated Basso ten seven sixty seven. Huge result for the Swan. Massive athletes. result. Yep. What's going wrong with Basso? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Basso, and, and unfortunately, sometimes the good teams can be brought back down to earth, and it goes to show how close that B grade comp is, Jake. So I think Swan Ath they're sitting at about. I think they've only had one win up until this point. Now they're at the two wins. That's massive. And it'll give them confidence going into the second half of the year, Swan Ath, that they can they can beat a team that's undefeated, the top of the table side. Must have been Twinkle Toes, Cameron Yukic. Cam doing, Yukic. Doing a few things. He kicked four snags, mate. So he definitely, you know. And he probably and would have sent that into the pod. He's, no, mate, he's no. just, no, mate, I haven't heard from him. This is what's, at, like, when I, do, I do my research, mate. I want to be all over these games. Work out why my boys at Basso got beaten. But he's kicked four. He, is, he would be a genuine top five, top ten cult figure in the in the Perth Football League, I think. Jack. Everyone knows him. Everyone knows who he is, and, and he is a very, very good footballer. He's got a bag of tricks, but he was massive for Swan Ath with four snags. He's got a str- he's got a very strong Twitter sphere following as well, Cam. So hopefully he can he can hit us up and let us know how he went. Look, Basso, you know, I don't mind Basso dropping one this early, like around this time of the year. Keep him honest, keep him make sure they can hit the hit the track over the next couple of weeks. I even noticed a couple of the uh, they had the team bonding sessions out yesterday, Basso, Jake. So I'm a big fan of the bye week. You know, you got to bring the bring the team together. you got to do what you can to get everyone's energy up. But I saw them, uh, they had the blindfolds in the club rooms walking around with Lego pieces and they got to direct their teammates with footies and stuff like that. I don't mind that, Jake. I'm, I'm all for team bonding. Yeah, she, you, know, we, we, you know, when you're doing bloody lane work and, you know, extra... You know, you know, recovery running on a Tuesday it probably doesn't compare to a bit of team bonding like that. Like, you know, bring back the old footy baseball or, you know, even a bit of soccer or an off-site basketball thing. That's what I reckon. So while Bassov dropped a game, Jakey, they'll be back in spades after the bye. Again, a lot of content about Basso, which I'm sure they're Sorry, loving. Well, yeah, they will love it. Or they we're, won't love it this week because they actually got lost. We I'm better gonna, keep moving I'm on. I'm going to keep moving. We're going to go to C4. And the, and the flavour of the day for me for this Wes Wally and the CTF update Jake is going to be teams that have had their first win for the year. And that, we're going all the way out to Armidale. Armidale, 16 12, 108, defeated Bayswater, 9 8 62. That's their first win of the year. Bayswater already won a couple of games. So that's a big, that's an upset win for the Demons. Um, those who have played out there, Jake, they really rate going out to play at Armidale. The, the Armidale boys and, and the, all the committee out there, they really look after their visiting teams. They would have tipped a few Carlton drives back that night, I reckon. And, and, it's a really, really good... Have you ever been out to Gwynn Park in Armidale, Jake? I haven't. Not yet. No. Well, mate, my earliest memories of football was because my old man Clive played 153 games for Armidale. My first memories are at Gwynn Park watching him play footy. So, mate, if you get the chance to get out there, you know, if you get it... Was he any good, your old man? He was... It depends who you're asking. Or well, he would have told you he was good. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. You can imagine me in 25 years' time. That's my dad. So he can talk about as much smack as his own ability as I can. Jake, so he was a very, very good footballer. But I, it is great to see Armidale get on the winner's list. Congratulations to all the boys out there. Mate, let's go to C3. I wanted to mention uh, these two teams have no loss, love lost for one another, Jake. Coburn Lakes Warriors 
defeated the Coburn Cobras. All right, this is the Coburn Derby. You'd think they the might. The Kirby. The Kirby. Yeah, let's go with that. 16-12, 108, the Warriors defeating the Cobras, 10-12-72. Look, the Warriors haven't been able to knock them off since the – I think they played each other in the grand final in 2019, Jake. I think uh, so, I think that's yep, correct. Yep, and the Cobras have the wood over them and have been for the last couple of years. But, uh, mate, just like in any derby or any rivalry, the ladder position's irrelevant. I think the Cobras are sort of down there at the moment. Warriors have had a good run over the last couple of weeks. Warriors came out and kicked four snags off the bat, but they went in, I think at half time, it was about six snags each. It was a pretty close game. Look, in the end, Coburn Lakes were too good. Lockie Johnson kicked seven for the Warriors. So if you kick it seven, you, you'd give, slap the BOG card onto Lockie. He was sensational. Lee Murray and Chris Gordon were awesome in the middle for Coburn Lakes. Mate, they started pretty slow, Coburn Lakes, but they've been winning just like your boys at uni have, Jake. And I think they're in the top four now, so they'll be absolutely prime for the second half of the year. We'll have to pop out to Coburn. Have a Co- look. Coburn, it's not the worst part of the world out in Coburn, but good luck to the Warriors. And my, my last game for the for Wears Wally is in the A grade. And I feel sorry for... I, I, I must apologise to the Scarborough lads because I keep mentioning teams that knock them off, but when you're the reigning premiers, you've got to take note. But I think this was one of the massive, massive results from the weekend, Jake, and I think you agree. But Wembley defeating Scarborough, 12-5, 77-5, The lid would have come right off. There was a great video of them singing the song in the in the change rooms um, after the game. And, and that's why you like playing football, because they obviously hadn't had the best start to the year, yep. the Wembley boys, but they sung, uh, sang the song a lot of gusto, and uh, the boys were, were up and about that night, I'm and, sure. And we really love that, Jakey, because they, it is probably a little bit of a development year for the Wembley boys. Look, Scarborough's got a, an injury list longer than, than any club in the comp, you know, and, and unfortunately that happens at amateur level at times. Like, Scarborough will come back, no doubt, second half of the year, but it's great to see Wembley get the, get the W and celebrating in style. Josh Richards kicked five for Wembley. Jake Anderson and Alex Grulich were great contributors, but, you know, it's great to see them win. They can Hopefully this might lead to a couple more results for the Wembley boys into the second half of the year, but that was a massive victory. Definitely stunned me. So, I mean, I think they were in front... Well, eight goals or something at three-quarter time. So they had they had control of the game all day. So massive win to the Wembley Magpies, and I hope they really celebrate in style, Jake. Well done to the Wembley Maggies. Now, CTF Women's Update Cow, the construction training fund. There was also some ripper results from uh, the women's comp, if you can run through those. Yeah, and we must thank the construction training fund for keeping us afloat, especially us, the two of us at the Perth Footy Podcast. Mate, we, Jake, we've got eyes everywhere, haven't we? Mm, more so yeah, we, you than mate, me. But. Yeah, but we, we do. So, we, And we definitely get, we're definitely interested in, in everything that we get sent to us. Well, here's just a couple of, this is not results, but this is a, well, there are results, but there's a couple of, couple of interesting anecdotes I was sent to me. Um, I wanted to mention the few of the North Fremantle girls, Jake. New, new girls on the block? Yep, and they, they spared no expense for the game at Calamunda. Apparently they booked an idyllic Airbnb for the Friday and Saturday night, almost like a mini footy trip mid-season. Wow. Yeah, I don't mind it, eh? I don't mind it. I mean, North Man or Calamunda, you know, it's not a quick drive, so I understand that. They booked the double night, but it worked a treat, mate. They got the four points, and I reckon they might have celebrated with a few carton drives in the, at the Airbnb afterwards. What do you reckon? Jeez, that's a uh, bloody good buy, North Freo. I don't mind that. So I wonder how many, oh, if, they, if they get the W, they're probably having all the girls back after that. Um, mate, I wanted to mention as well the Jero girls who are running around at Hamsley Corrine. Um, apparently they've polished off three Domino's pizzas an hour before game time. They had a night game. So, it's, you know, when you have a night game, your routine's thrown off a little bit, isn't it, Joe? 
I'd, I'd imagine so. Three Domino's pizzas, I'd probably have a heart attack. I'm not sure how many. Game. Yeah, I'm not sure how many girls are involved in that. Whether that's a team thing, or it might be a few of them. But I mean, I do get a change in routine. You're going to have to find a way to have dinner. But again, three Domino's pizzas. It was a top of the table clash and a night game against Ocean Ridge. They got the chockies. Carbo loading. Yeah, they still got the they still got the job done. So. I'm just you're just gonna have to go with it until it stops working. That's what I you think. can ask for. Yeah. So there were a couple of things that I got sent to me, which I'm really appreciative. Uh, let's go to the A grade, the game of the round for me, Jake, and you'll like this one. University five five thirty five defeated Warmbro four six thirty. This is a massive win for your A grade girls, Jakey, because I think Warmbro have been the benchmark, but it was a very very close game. Uni didn't score in the last quarter. Warmbro came steaming home. I think they kicked two six in the last. Conditions not ideal, but Uni managed to hold on. Kalisha Ugal kicked a couple for Warnborough. She's a regular among the goals for them. And Uni had a few contributors. Tess Lyons and Carly Porch were fantastic, as was Anna Nikolinski, which is also great to see, and hopefully I pronounced that right. Hannah Deathlifson kicked three snags to also contribute nicely. With Warmer going down, West Coast are the only undefeated team in A-grade, Jakey. So it is tight at the top of the A-grade comp in the women's there, mate. And I'll mention in the A-grade as well, congratulations to Ross Moen, who managed to have their first win as well, beating Nolamara, which is great to see. All about first wins this week, Jake. All about first wins. Well done to the Ross Moen girls. And your uni girls were good, mate, just in a quick yeah, synopsis. Yeah, they yeah. were, mate. Yeah, they uh, they did say that it was a very tense finish with the 2-6. Um, the Warmbro girls had the breeze to end um, the game and that last quarter quarter and they uh the coaches were pulling their hair out it was so uh intense but uh that's you know what makes a team you know getting getting over line and uh, in those games so congrats to to the girls always good to see a grind and holding on like that mate we'll go to the b grade just quickly there's one team sitting on top of the ctf women's b grade that we're flying and i don't think we've mentioned that's kingsley they've got the w on the weekend against cool up 5 10 40 defeating Coolblatt 1-5-11. Mate, there's something in the water there. We really, really like it. Shannon Dabari was awesome for Kingsley. She kicked three snagger rolls. And a lot of girls chipping in, which is really, really great to see. They're a formidable side, and they'll be looking to make the push up into the top grade, no doubt, next year, Jake, if they can keep that up. Let's hope so, Cal. And let's just go. One last mention for me, Jakey, because you know we're all about first wins. And I saw this result on the socials, but... They were very, very up and about after winning, and they were, and they they happen to have a lot of clubs have this song, but they probably have they belted out one of the more recognisable songs in football, and that's the Scarborough Girls. They recorded their their first victory of the season. It was a two points victory against Hills Rangers. Jake, on that new scoreboard, it looked fantastic. The result was two two fourteen, defeating Hills Rangers twelve points, which is you know inaccurate kicking probably cost Hills Rangers there, but. It was horrific conditions at the mill. The girls managed to get it done. And there are some of the images and the videos taken after the game of high, President Kurt Riddell going, running around for high fives and Tommy Mack and Ross Coldwell getting around all the girls. And the footage, as you said about the Wembley boys, Jake, when you've got your first win of the year, that's footage of the song. There's a lot of reasons why a lot of people play football. So it was really congratulations to our girls in, oh, our, the girls at Scarborough. Sensational victory, especially managing to hold on in. Nightmare conditions, Jake. Congrats, Scarborough. That's great. That's yeah. what, that's that's why they will, um, you know, they'll take a lot from that win, um, and that's a lot of confidence building in the rest of the season. As soon as you get the, you know, get the, the duck off the yeah. back, monkey off um, the back, monkey off the back, <laughs> break the duck. I got confused there. <laughs> Makes sense. Same thing. I'm with you. Mate. Um, yeah. You know, the sh- the shackles are off, and, and hopefully the they can open. They get a few. Uh, we're not using many. 
um, no, common terms, yeah. are we? We're just we're just going with a lot of analogies. Yeah, so hopefully uh, they can you know put together a couple of wins and and make a, an appearance in, in finals down the track. I feel like I spoke a lot there, Jake, but I had a lot of info I wanted to include. But that's it for my CTF Women's Update and Where's Wally. A much earned break, and after it, we'll go through the ladders. All right, we'll jump straight into Jake's and Ladders. And, and last week we did the A, the B and the C grade. Um, and every week we'll touch on a couple of different grades and just look at who's doing really well and who's on the on the cusp of uh, the finals race. Now, this week we're going to do C2, C3 and C4, Cal. Yep. And looking at it in first glance, in C2, High Wickham, 7-0. They've been the standouts, Mark. 28 points. Uh, they're, they're, they're on top. Um, one game clear of Hamsley Crean and Quinana are both uh, breathing down their neck. 6-1. and one. Swan Valley, 5-2. and two. And then Mozzie Park is fifth, but on equal with Snezza, who is also 3-4 and four on those 12 points. But percentage has obviously let them down um, with 95% Snezza. So they probably need to do a little bit of work to get into that top five um, and keep winning games. So shout out um, to Nick Rin, who was ex-president of Snazza. Nick Rin, great man. He's a very good man. A lot of time for Nick Rin. So we'll keep an eye on, on that, Greg, because High Wickham Boys 7-0, and we want to see how long this streak can, can keep going because that's an impressive start way to start the year, Cal. It is a big way to start, but I do look at Hammersley Crean's percentage, percentage of 329. That's massive, which means they're probably... They're pulling the pants down of certain teams, so you can never rule them off. I reckon it'll be interesting to see Quinana thereabouts too. So High Wickham are flying, but let's see. As as you can see, my Basso boys, Jake, it doesn't always stay that way. So we'll and, the, and, the ten Bs. and the 10 Bs. And the 10 Bs. Now, moving on to C3, and look, similar uh, fashion in C3, we've got Brentwood, Burragoon, and Piara Waters are both 7-0. and oh. So Ooh. they're quite clearly on top with Secret Harbour 5-2, and two, sitting in third. Coburn Lakes are fourth with 4-3. Four and three. And Cottesloe is fifth with Belmont Districts on the same amount of points. But again, percentage is hurting them with only 81%. So... I tell you what, Brentwood, Burragoon and Piara Waters look like the team to beat at the moment. And they would probably play each other after the bye, I'm assuming, they, they, unless they were I in think that that's the last. I think that's yeah. the last round of, um, so that, of the season. That'll be, in, that'll, the be, first half of the year. that'll be an interesting match, I think, Jake, because that's, that's a massive, massive thing going into the back end of the year. So they'll be looking for bragging rights initially, so it'll be interesting to see that. We spoke about Coburn Lakes earlier. They're, they're coming with, um, with great gusto at the moment. And hopefully there's a few teams there that can have some pretty important wins over the next couple of weeks to really give themselves a chance of playing finals. Moving on to C4, the Sterling boys, another undefeated team. Ooh, so yeah. they're sitting pretty on top, 6-0. Uh, Naranda in her in second spot, 5-2. Uh, Rolly Stoner in third, 5-1. Forestdale in fourth with 4-2. Four and two. And the Aussie Park boys, 3-3, three and three, sitting fifth. With Ross Moyne and Bayswater, um, on equal points outside there, but percentages is quite far off what Osborne Park is. So, Sterling, another undefeated team. So, as we said, we'll keep an eye on these undefeated teams, and you know whoever can get the longest streak might uh, streak. Sorry, might uh, be getting a bit of merch sent their way. Yeah, I don't mind that, Jake. And it's also important to remember that you know these teams that finished on top give themselves every chance to not only win a flag, which is the main thing, but also promotion into a higher grade, which is also a massive goal for most clubs around. Uh, the Perth metro area. 
look, it'll be interesting. A lot of percentages are quite high, especially of the top four. Forrestdale have seemed to have pants a few teams and Rolly Stone are thereabouts as well. So it looks like it's going to be a pretty tight competition out of the, out of the top five, potentially six sides in C4. So we'll have to keep an eye on that, Jake. It's all happening in, uh, in the C grades. Um, so... Look, every week, as we said, we'll go through a few grades. Um, we just did the C2, C3, C4 this week. Um, next episode, um, after the, the next few weeks after the buy, we get some more results. We'll go through the Colts, the women's, and we'll try and touch on as many grades as possible throughout the year uh, and see how many teams can stay undefeated. I think Jake's and Ladders is going to be a massive hit, Jake. I reckon this yeah, is going to be one of our prime segments. My phone's been you know, ringing off the hook, so um, everyone wants to get a shout-out. So, look, very brief segment this week um, because I've, my phone, again, has just been going nuts saying, can we please get on to, not where's Wally, what's the other one we do? Wally Box. Wally Box, that's the one. Or you can trade it all in for what's in this box. The box, the box. All right, Cal, again, everyone's favourite segment, Wally yep. Box, and I'm not going to lie, the, the questions have been flooded mostly from your 10 Bs. Yeah. So they're, they're huge fans of the pod and we'll save them towards the end because... Um, if we've got time. If, if we've, we've got, got time. time because there's a fair few of them. Yeah. So I'll have to cherry pick uh, exactly which ones yeah. I want to read out. Um, but John L. Burt, so John Bertaccini, one of my good, good friends, yeah. um, has sent in a, a great question. Yeah, okay. So obviously as a young bloke, you know, pre-game you might do certain things a certain way. How has your pre-game or in general people's pre-game... So how's a routine in your pre-game changed over the years the older you've gotten? Oh, mate. Like, honestly, you'd think you'd be more relaxed as you get older, which is naturally the case. I remember, you know, I'm a very superstitious cat, Jakey. I used to break it all the way down from the exact millilitres of water I was drinking to left sock on before my right sock left boot on before your right boot and all this sort of stuff. I learned that from the great Clyde Wally to be very, very superstitious. Now I'm a little bit more relaxed, but I do say, and a lot of the boys agree, the best two hours of the week are those two you get to play footy on a Saturday. So you still get very, very stressed about everything that you do. Look, I've just got to... There's only a couple of things that I really stick fat with, so I always have my jar of pickles now. What? $2.50 jar of uh, special burger pickles you get from Coles. I'll, I'll buy one of those just because pickle juice, mate, it's the best thing to stop cramping. For all the young footballers out there that are listening, a jar of pickles. So I'll pull that up out at half time and just take a sip of that. But everything else is a pretty chill. I love a, a little weekend weekend roll, they call it, a little brekkie roll from uh, Gusto Food in South Perth. That's my go-to. Other than that, mate, I keep it pretty, pretty simple. I don't know about yourself. Have you got any bizarre... Pickle juice, you trying to be Matthew Wade or something. Mate, it works. It, le- it legitimately works. I've cramped my entire career, and it's probably because I was drinking too much water or measuring it too much or God knows what I was doing. But now that pickle juice, if you want to eliminate cramping, just a sip of that and just run... And it's, it's a godsend, mate, honestly. I, c- I can't vouch for the pickle juice more than what I do. Because I haven't cramped in the last three years since I've been taking it. Because you probably don't run that much. No, I'm, yeah, that's true. But yeah. you, know st- you know those stinking hot days where you know you're drinking heaps of water but you still manage to cramp by the back yeah. end of the well, second Well, that's pre-season. Yeah, exactly. Games, mate, yeah. this pickle juice doesn't happen. Like, it's, it's, mate, I would highly recommend, for the, especially those guys that are just inherent crampers, that's the big thing for me that's changed. I've never really had a pre-game routine at all. Um, so you're pretty relaxed. And well, stuff. I just I've never found anything that works. I've I've changed. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier on in the in the uh, the podcast in probably episode one or two. I, I think I used to have a, a six inch of a subway. Yeah, um, yeah. Get the same thing. Then I felt like shit. 
in the first quarter. Um, I used to have the uh, you know the little sugar tablets, like the little um, glucose tablets. Yeah, I used yeah. to have a, um, some of them. Now I I don't do anything. I just go yeah. have a coffee, have brekkie, rock up again, watch the twos, and that's it. So I think if you find it's more- not working, obviously, because <laughs> I'm not getting too many kicks. So maybe I do need to change it up and get on the Matthew Wade pickle juice. But <laughs> anyway, next question, Jakey underscore ninety one. Yep. Now he wants to know who's got the best warm up kit and. Ooh, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be biased to to TAs because it's obviously it's your club. You do have Ripper warm up kit. I like it, but I'm going to extend this question a little further. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm a person who buys any merch like uni merch that gets thrown at me. I'll buy. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is, hoodies, scarves, socks, yeah, you know, not, shorts, no, anything no. of it. I'll buy it. Support the club. Support the club. Do you have many people? I've, we've got a few at our club that will have the same training kit from six yeah, years ago and they won't buy new, new That's stuff. That's exactly. I know Nick Roden's especially. He wears the same sort of... I remember, because I always notice it because I was like, oh, well, we don't make them anymore. I keep... Yeah. So I was like, that was a little bit frustrating. Like, you know, mm. what's, what's he doing? Um, I, you know, I, I do like our warm-up kits, but we're doing a lot of our, uh, our training kits and all that. It's always in the Trinity blue. I don't mind the mix-up for the Aquinas, the red and black. I personally, for me, Jake, I'm wearing blue boots at the moment. I think the blue boots make me stand out a little bit more in the red and black kit. It doesn't. Re- it just makes me look like a standard footballer who's not doing anything overly special when I'm wearing blue on blue. So ideally, I'd love to see more red and black merch. But Nick Roden's one that I'd love to actually mention. I don't see him buy a lot of the new. The new merch, unfortunately, and obviously our Colties, mate. Trying to get money out of Colties, like trying to get you know blood from a stone. You know you can't. You got to you got to keep an eye on the uh, just like you, mate. Keep an eye on the in the rooms. Make sure no one's taking the jumps. Yeah. Well, well, our our Colties are actually. I kind of push it upon them. I just started going like, boys, you know, I'll give you five bucks off if you if you buy it. And all the Colties are like, you beauty, and they all actually started buying it. So we do have <laughs> probably ten Colts that are wearing it, which is ten right. more than we've had in previous <laughs> years. But we've got some blokes at the club who wear like a. Yeah. Their old work polo yeah. and a and like well, they don't wear and they won't wear any uni merch and you won't count. They've done the same thing for years and years and that's what works for them. So you know we're not down there to uh, yeah you know unfortunately impress anyone. Every club appreciates the people that are buying into the merch and making sure you're really stocked up. But I we do we do the merch orders every year and everyone goes yep super keen super keen super keen. We did a jacket order about three years ago and there's still probably thirty jackets out the back that everyone hasn't <laughs> bought. So um, if you want a free jacket, come and see me. Um, it's triple XL, but. Um, <laughs> Next question, and this is following on from merch. Then this is a 10, 10 base question. Yeah, okay, the ten base. So, Jakey, quick. Yeah, yeah. He goes, "When is the Perth Footy Podcast merch coming out?" And the funny thing is, we did have a discussion about this, and we have the yeah, other week. Look, what are we looking for? Are we looking for financiers, or is this coming out of our own pocket? Oh, we look. We're looking for a few sponsors. If you're, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of big wigs listening to this podcast yeah. um, of all, all the kind of thirty listeners that are probably um, <laughs> featuring in every week, but um. Mate, I reckon we could probably put together like a hoodie or something yeah, or a t-shirt. Yeah, you know, we were discussing the hoodies, which would be really good. You know, a simple black hoodie with our heads on it, which, you know. Wouldn't sell. We'd, or they'd sell two. <laughs> they'd be happy. Maybe stubby holders, I don't know. But, you know, again, from the 10Bs, they probably don't need those sort of things. So I was thinking maybe, I don't know, maybe even hats, mate. I think of something. We need some financiers. Are any mm. any people at your club that might? What about Paul Day? Does he have a bit of money? Yeah, no? we can talk. We can talk to yeah, Paulie can, Day and see we, see if we, uh, might, we can we, collab. We might, yeah, we might hit up our Eamon Lowry's and our and our Moose Sixty Sixes to see if we can come together or, or, or what, see what the people want. See if we can get some merch together. Look, and be, and before we wrap up uh, Wally Box, I, I will mention there are a few Ten Bs 
questions such as uh, when is a rig getting a run in the middle, which is obviously yeah, a 10 yeah. base question. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they want rig merch. There's obviously a very popular player called Rig. Um, the, in the, in the, the, mate, the rig, the rig reminds me a lot of, of, of yourself, Jakey. He's a cult hero, and he's very well loved amongst the playing group. Slow, slightly overweight, turns uh, it over. He's, he, I reckon he no, he, he's he's a bit of a magician in front of goals. So we've got to. So he, he's he's you know he's also a few of his pre-match routines aren't one to be desired. Like I've seen him, you know, I've heard that he's. A couple having, of yogos before the game. Yeah, and a double whopper yeah. on, the, on, the, on the Friday night. But the rig, he is, he is a magician, so we're going to keep watching him. But I don't think he's ready for midfield time just yet, Joe. Well, I appreciate the 10Bs getting around the pod because there's probably about four or five of them that listen religiously. And, I, and I'm hoping um, they you know, eventually can uh, get into the amateur system and then we could probably get them on Yeah, well, they're, as they're, special guests. Even more bizarre, they're big Jake Colvin fans. I think they think they lo- they love what you're putting out. So I think a couple of them want, to, want you to actually come down and have a look. I might come down to the ten B's training and and maybe teach them a few things on how to turn it over off halfback. So best, best culture in best culture of a football team I've ever come across. The that's B's. great. So shout out ten B's. Hopefully they can uh, win their respective grade in the PSA footy. Um, Cal, just in terms of roadmap for next week's episode, so we're yeah. actually going to be changing to Monday evening recordings yeah, um, like as it. of next week. So the, the podcast will be released on Tuesdays as of next week, just so you're getting your Perth footy fix earlier yeah. than usual. Uh, we do have a Ripper special guest um, coming up uh, next week. We won't reveal that just no, yet because we, we've got yeah. a little nice little promo video we'll put together um, you know, to build some excitement. So yeah. stay tuned. Um, well-earned rest for everyone this week. It's been a lot of... It's been a bit of a slog, you know, yeah, the first, first nine weeks of the season. So, everyone, enjoy your weekend. I'm heading down south, so I'm going to get yeah. so much in R and R, chill out over there, and then, you know, be be back in here on Monday for uh, for the Perth Footy Pod. What about you, Cal? What are you yeah, doing? Nah, feed up, Jakey. Look, I'm going to really, really rest and relax the old veteran legs, and we'll be good to go. But I'm excited for the Monday record, mate. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This is the Perth Footy Podcast. Mm-hmm.